back on our regular scheduled programming. Back to routine show number is it twenty nine, Tori? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Are yeah. we are we gonna do something? I know it's twenty. You have written on here twenty seven, twenty eight, but I feel like it's twenty nine. It is twenty nine. Yeah, it's show twenty nine. Once again, James. The funny part is I have it written twenty nine in one spot and twenty eight in the other. <laughs> you know what, Terry? It's been a long day of traveling. <laughs> How long did it take to get there to Tokyo? Uh, actually, you know what? I, as much as I say it was long, it, compared to Argentina, man, this was a breeze. One flight, nine and a half hours. Bingo, bango, bongo. Beautiful. That's not too bad. No, it's really not. Like having a direct flight to a race like that, even if it's that long, a direct flight is so much nicer than all the stopovers we've had to do. So you just went Vancouver, Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah, pretty easy, eh? Like it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I feel like all these other countries, people from Europe are all having the hard travel days. We get it easy now. I like it. <laughs> no, no kidding, right? Um yeah. thanks to Progate Europe. Winning starts with the Great Gate. Who's gonna have a great gate this weekend, James? I'm gonna have a fantastic gate on this new Progate here because it's nice and fast. Fantastic. Oh, it's probably one of the new, really fast ProGate Europe's. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so good. People, get yourself an individual ProGate. That's what the pros use to go fast during sprints. Yeah, there's a reason why we use them at every race. You know, they're the best. They're the best. Seriously, though, like, especially if you're a winter country, if you can somehow put one inside and uh, have an individual gate inside, that's best case scenario. Oh, seriously, it'd be so good. Even for us at home in Canada, I, I wish we've had a setup in some kind of like uh running track somewhere where yeah if you have a gate and a running track you just sprint down that it'd be perfect yeah or like in Chul they usually put one along the like backwards to the last straight on the Beijing track it's pretty sick it's just like a sprint yeah. path that is pretty sick eh? yeah, yeah. Uh, we just want to also just quickly give a shout out to uh, Martina Timmes. Uh just want to bring awareness really she had a bad crash in Argentina has been in the hospital and we just wanted to bring awareness to you guys to help raise money for her. A uh, bunch of the riders have already been trying to uh, raise some money for her. I saw Sylvan was selling his helmet. Connor was doing some plate giveaways. And even Nadia was, uh, they were doing some jerseys that they were kind of auctioning off. So all the money they've been raising is going to go to her and her recovery. Yeah, Martina Timmis had a bad crash. And um, she's having a, yeah, she's in a tough spot for sure. So um, it's a pretty bad injury and we wish her the best obviously and um yeah i mean hits close to home with another bmxer that had a horrible crash and it's just awful to see yeah never what you want to hear no so hope she's doing okay and we wish the best of luck and yeah like you said there's um there's places you can donate um and just keep her in your thoughts and send some good energy her way yeah yeah thanks guys on, um, on a happier note our friend nick long johnny holeshot turned 30 mr johnny holeshot baby <laughs> this is 30th birthday, right? Yeah, it's 30th birthday. He's the only person he's the only person I've ever met that planned his 30th birthday when he was still 28. <laughs> <laughs> when is the when is this rager that he's doing? For he his wants, birthday? When is this? He wants everyone all his buddies to go camping in the desert for like 3 days. When is this happening? Are we going to miss it? I don't know, but I hope I miss it. <laughs> it's going to be such a bang. Oh my god. There's going to be no debauchery at that one. <laughs> no, not at all. It's just going to be clean fun. <laughs> okay, so let's talk our favorite Nick Long story. All right. Do you want me to go first or you? You go. Yeah, go first. Go. All right. I'll go first. Okay. My favorite Johnny story here. Uh, it must have been a couple years ago. We were at his house. I think we were there. What were we doing? Uh, we were training for the 2017 Worlds. We were in Chula. We went over his place for like a barbecue or like a fire, like a little party over there. And the next day, I think it was Sunday, they were all going for this tube float that he was talking about. And it sounded like the greatest idea, but me and you, we were like, 
just the whole time we're like, okay, we're going to be strict to our training. We're going to take our rest. We can't do anything Sunday. And the whole night I was saying no, no, no. And then like, I really wanted to go. So at one point I was like, fuck it. I'm going on this damn tube float. And I was going, he convinced me, Tori still wasn't going. For five minutes, I was going on this tube float until I came to the realization that it takes two hours just to drive to this tube float. And then I had to quickly try to back out and just leave his house as quick as possible because I didn't want him to know I wasn't going anymore. <laughs> You're like, guys, we got to go. We got to go now. Guys, we, we got to leave. I can't have him find out that I'm not coming anymore. We got to fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good memory of my own trying. Oh, my God. I got... What's my favorite Nick Long story? I definitely have some after-party stories with Nick. Like, when we were in Madrid in 2010, we were taking a... Like, there was a group of us BMXers taking fucking, like, public transit bus to the after-party. I don't know why we were on the bus. <laughs> and, yeah, he was really drunk. And, yeah, it was a funny time. I'm not going to go into the details. Wait, uh, Nick was drunk? Yeah, it's weird. Weird. <laughs> also, I guess what my favorite, like... Tory Nick story has got to be an Oldsmar. We we've told this story before. Yeah, Oldsmar in 2017. It's, it's when I came, I came out of the first turn in fifth, I looked up. I saw Nick in fourth. I was like, Oh, I got fourth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll get him. I was like, Oh, I'll just do a second straight. And I'll get him like around the second corner. Didn't catch him. I was like, Oh, no worries. I'll just rail the second turn. Pass him in the rhythm section. I'm hauling ass as fast as I can. I'm not getting any closer to him. Rail the last turn. I still can't get him. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Traxby. That's that's when the nickname Johnny Traxby came about. Yeah, unreal. It's so funny. Every got, time I hear that, I still laugh. I gotta say the story he told about when he scaled the tree. Dude, oh. when he said he jumped out of the window, out of the tree, and then like landed on his ass. That's unreal. Broke his butt. That would be gnar. Yeah, you could could have died. Johnny's one of the legends. You you know, he's got to he's got to stick around forever. Oh, I do have a good Nick Long story from Columbia. I can't really say it. It was too good, hey? It, it was just like a subtle one, but it's funny. Anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. Next segment. World Cup season's over. What's your... Yeah. What do we think of it? What was the most exciting thing, you think? Um, it was hard to say, actually. There was like... I think this year there's a bunch of good racing. Um, there's a bunch of guys, I think, that really solidified themselves as the top guys. Yeah, so it was cool to see those guys. And I ran at the top, I felt like, for the first three rounds of the World Cup Series when we were in Europe. And then I thought it was really cool, too, to see, like, the guys win at home. Like, we had Kai win in GB, so that was really cool. And Nick doubled up in Holland, went four races in a row, actually. Um, but after that, then Corbin had a solid week in the U.S., and then Molina winning Argentina. I thought that was pretty cool. I was actually, I was really happy for Molina to win at home, to be honest. That was really cool, I thought. Yeah, I think it's a long time coming from because he's got a bunch of seconds. He's whole-shotted World Cups before and just hasn't won. So you're right. It's pretty cool. No, he's he's whole-shotted two mains and didn't win either of them. So he's pretty due. <laughs> Both times he had it like to the third turn too. I know. And I think it was really cool to watch Elisa and uh, Laura battle all year. That was sick to watch. Like he didn't really know who was going to win and it was back and forth. There was a lot of passing. It was cool. Yeah, it really was. And what's cool, it, it was never them – one of them messing up, I felt like. They was riding at like the top of their game and they were really just sh- like letting each other shine, if that makes sense. I feel like none of them made that many mistakes. I mean, they might tell you differently, obviously. Um, yeah, but from the totally. look of it, like it never really seemed like they choked. Like They just literally just raced really well the whole year, both of them. Like I'm sure Elise would yeah. probably say she could have done things differently because um, she was winning a lot of them and didn't end up winning. But, I mean, mm-hmm. she rode great all year, really, too. And 
um, they really raised the the level of elite women BMX for sure. Yes, I completely agree. They really did. Like I was saying, like the, the people that solidified themselves at the top, they definitely did that again. Like those two, every World Cup, it seemed like they were battling for that top spot or a podium at least. Yeah, no, it's so true. Um, what do you think the best part about the World Cup series is? The best part about the World Cup series. Uh, you know I what? That... I was going to say, like, it's a bit different now because people race all over the world, but like a few years ago, people didn't travel as much, like to North America, Europe, and stuff. So it was cool to see. You got to race people like you didn't normally race, you know, but it's kind of, that's not really a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's pretty true. Yeah. It feels like we're always like we race, everyone races everywhere now, which I guess is pretty cool. Hey? Yeah, it is cool. Um, but I think one of the, like, it's just everyone's wearing, for the most part, everyone's wearing their country jersey. And I think that's really cool. That's what I really like about the world. And that's what I really like about the World Cup series. It's like um, everyone's wearing their country stuff. And it's only a few times a year that we do that. Yeah, it's true, hey. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to think, yeah, like any of the people that don't, and you really only have a few teams that really ride with their, let's say, sponsor team jersey at the races, eh? Yeah, like not many people do. No. No. So I love the hype that, like, we get when the home riders are in their home countries. I love that part of the yeah, World Cup. Like, that's really We cool. don't get that personally, but you're right, yeah. Like, uh, when they go nuts for their, their home rider, it's so cool. We had it once in Abbotsford, but it was a really small race. It doesn't really count. <laughs> I was never fast there. It was just kind of taking part, but you were hauling ass there. So that was pretty fun. Like even though it was a smaller race, I still really enjoyed racing at home. Like that's, like I think that's really cool. Yeah, no, I think it was too. I was like your experiences. I was good because you were ripping it up. You're in the final, had a shot to win. Yeah, like, that yeah, that would have been sweet. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been really cool. That would have been really cool. <laughs> that would that would have been really cool. Um, yeah. What do you think have you changed about the World Cup series? Hmm. I, you know, it's funny. I always have this debate in my head that I wish it was still a one-day World Cup, but at the same time, I love the opportunity to race twice. So it's a really, it's a toss-up for me if I, which one I like better. Um, I love that the hype of when you go to World Cup, you have that one race, one winner, and you can say that guy won the Papandale World Cup or whatnot. Now you have to say they won the first day of the World Cup or the second day. Yeah. So I'd say that's one thing. I don't know. I don't want to say I'd change it because, like I said, at the same time, I love having double the opportunity to race yeah i'd say i'd go i get an ideal world i'd go back to one day um mm-hmm. and then i probably want to keep like a few of the stops because it's it is kind of cool if you go back to the same places year after year and it's like kind of like an iconic stop you know in the sport but then yeah. it'd also be cool to go to some new places i think like some new cities and some new tracks and add some some new flavor every year because it gets a little bit stale if you just keep going to the same place every year yeah, I think you're really right. I remember when I was younger, like uh, I was always watching the World Cups. The coolest thing for me would be watching the new stops. Like a new track would be built somewhere for the World Cup. Like I know that's so expensive to do and they don't have the money for it, the budget, but that was so cool to see. Actually, you know what? In an ideal world, that's what you just reminded me. That's what I would do or I would want is yeah. like the track just to be built for the World Cup. Yeah, that would be like one of the best things we could do. Like, eh? It's not feasible, obviously, and it's really ridiculously expensive. And there's no real reason to when there's all these tracks around the world that have it. But I think ideally, mm-hmm. that would be awesome if they could do that. That'd be so cool, hey? Yeah. yeah. It goes back to the, you know, you got an hour and a half to learn the track. Everybody's got to learn it in that amount of time. Yeah, it just, <laughs> there's literally no other way to make it as even as that. Like, that's, the, that's how you make it even. Yeah. You know? A short sport isn't that big. It's okay. We still love it. But hey, 
it's one of those things. No, but yeah, like in an ideal world, that's I think that'd be cool. Yeah, and we can all the different super nice track. You cut out for a second. What'd you say? And you cut out for a second. Just... Oh, James's Wi-Fi sucks. Hey. I'm just monologuing over your Wi-Fi sucks. What'd you say? All right, my Wi-Fi now. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Well, I was just saying how all these you know countries have these World Cup tracks now. It's awesome for us that are older riders. But when you hear smaller cities like talking about trying to get a, a supercross track, I cringe a little bit at the fact that it costs so much money to make these hills and tracks that I think they could put more money into building a really good-sized regular track for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, we talked about this before, but I don't think there's a reason for like a, a track somewhere without pros, say, or you know, a local club to really get a supercross track. Like, Just make a really good regular track. I think that'll that'll help the kids develop um, the best they can. Because otherwise, I mean, who's going to ride the hill, really? Yeah, exactly, right? You have just the older riders that are wanting to go to junior elite, and that's probably only a handful of clubs, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. I agree completely with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, um, do we have a social media check-in before we get into the Sakaki Barras? I'm not sure. Do we? I didn't really well, see anything the- this past week. No, this week was all about Tokyo and all the leaked, the, I would say leaked photos, but they're not going to be leaked anymore. We're finally getting on the Tokyo track now. Leaked photos. Are you excited to ride it again? How's it look? Uh, it looks pretty good. Like we, we just took a, a pedal this morning, went over to the track, and we didn't have our accreditation with us, so we couldn't go in, but we did what everybody else did. You go up to the SkyTrain, and you have an overview from the, <laughs> behind the first turn. So the track looks good. It looks like it's in great shape. Um, it's like... It's well done. Like it looks so clean right now. I love it. Yeah, I bet it'll be dialed. Yeah. Alrighty. So. Well, let's get into Sakaki bars. Let's do it. Alright, we're here with Saya and Kai Sakaki Bara. How's it going, you two? Hi. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, Kai. How's it going, big boy? I'm good, Terry. Thank you for the uh thank you for the amazing Sakaki Lupa. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Man. I was waiting for you to like my comment. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't deserve a like with that. <laughs> Should we tell people why I call you Sakaki Lupo? Yeah, but you people know this. Yeah, no, you, you've you've actually subtly mentioned it a lot, but I don't think anyone actually knows <laughs> why you call me that. I, I think you, I think you've mentioned it on um this podcast. Yeah, like, we did. Yeah. I can't remember whose, but we definitely did, James. Yeah, I remember it. Secretly, cousin trying to put it out of his mind this whole time, and we just <laughs> keep it, it was fantastic. <laughs> He comes in. Oh, go on, you, you saw it. Go on, you explain it. Terry. Okay, so we're at the Worlds in Rock Hill in 2017. <laughs> it's a quarter. It's so I'm in fourth on the first turn. I eat shit. I'm out. Whatever. So Kai's in fourth. Coming down the last straight, he's home free. <laughs> <laughs> All he's got to do is roll the little table on the double. But, <laughs> but nope, decides to be the hero. Goes, <laughs> goes to the manual and loops out before the finish line. <laughs> You know, you know, Wade was filming in the stands, just like puts the camera down, is like, bro, <laughs> you were fine, you were good. <laughs> I know, it was unbelievable. It was, uh, actually, when I went back, because uh, this year's uh, World Cup was the first time I went back to Rock Hill since that race, and I was looking at that roller from the side, I was like, how? how? Like, <laughs> that thing is so low. Like, how did I loop out on that thing? It was awesome, too. You came out to me in Rock Hill this year. You, like, put your arm around me. You're like, that's where it happened. 
I, I did not dare manual off that tabletop this year. I pumped up every single time. Every time, just just for every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after that, you're gonna. It was a pretty traumatic experience, <laughs> I, I, especially if you rub it in that night, calling me Sakaki Lupa. <laughs> and since then, it's been Sakaki Lupa. I hope people listening to the show. Yeah, are gonna, I, I I hope so, you're like doing autographs one day, and a kid calls you that. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So savage. Um, that is pretty savage, yeah. Um, so obviously the World Cup season's over. How the season go for both of you? Um, for me, um, I had a tough one actually. Um, I crashed in the first round in Manchester, and I like knocked myself out, which was um quite scary. Oh, that was a bad one. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad one. Yeah. I was watching the video. And I was just like, oh my god! Like, imagine all those people standing and all sitting and on that first day, just like me just like not moving i'm like i'm so sorry guys <laughs> i'm sorry you had to see that um yeah so then it uh and then Papandal was two weeks after and then i probably shouldn't have raced that um but I, I was able to make it to the final on the second day and i got eight which was definitely like a um self like it made me like a bit more confident, even though like I wasn't one hundred percent. I was able to make the finals, so then I was like, okay. I'm getting back into it. And then Paris was pretty good too. Um, made my made a final, got fifth, and then um, the last. Wait, is is that it? Oh, and then, Rock Hill. And Rock Hill, yeah, Rock Hill was much better with a fourth and fifth, which was definitely really cool. Um, and then like I really wanted to finish on a high and make a make a podium this uh, this year in um, Argentina but yeah ended up crashing out in the first uh, first final and then didn't even make it through the final the second day so overall I got eight which was um, not great compared to what I got last year which was the second um, but I think just through all those crashes um, I had so many I had six within four months um yeah it was definitely a huge mental challenge just to kind of get back from that get up onto the gate with seven other girls and pedal hard down down hill and jump first jump like it was just um definitely a real challenge but I think I learned so much from all of that um yeah so I think overall it was a solid season for me was it hard coming off Maybe not hard, but like, was it different kind of mindset coming to this year after a really good year last year, like you said? Um, I don't know. Well, last year it was my first year in the elite, and I never really done like a full World Cup season before, and I was just like there just to just to experience it all, and like there was just no expectations or anything. And that mindset kind of just like just breezed me through um, the season and ended up like on the podium four times which was which was crazy and um there was definitely that expectation coming into this year but then again like the whole of the women's field just steps up each year and um yeah it was definitely much tougher this year um but yeah after last year I really wanted to get that podium at least once but it is how it is (laughs) it's tough coming off all those injuries we talked about it earlier this year with like every rider but like, everyone in BMX seems to have those times where they come off the injury, and it's like, you barely have any time to train for a race, and then you're supposed to line back up with the top people in the world. It's, it's gnarly. Yeah, it really is. It's, yeah, so. it's, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, like, if you look at our sport, like, 
just even like the crash I had in Manchester, it's just like just scary to watch. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then like it's like you don't get you don't crash for a while or you don't get hurt for a while, and then you don't really think about it, but then all of a sudden you have a big one or get knocked out and you're like, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Kai, what about you? How was your year? Yeah, I think uh overall I'd be pretty happy. Um it, it it's it's hard like you, you both of you guys and and would know like it, it doesn't matter how good you do you always feel like you could have done better and um you know for me i, I overall it was pretty good i had a bit of a rough run at rock hill i crashed both days at eighth final which really kind of ruined me for my overall scores um but i made two finals uh i think six semis um it's definitely been you know the best the best, uh, I guess, results I've had and, and the most consistency I've had in the World Cup level as well. So uh, I think I have to credit myself for a, for a pretty decent year. It seemed like for me, I, at the beginning of the year, you were the guy who I felt like should have been in the main more times than you were because you were always, at, like, let's say, let's say lane one the whole throughout the whole day and then it was just like maybe semi comes around and th- that one got messed up. Mm. Yeah, it was. it's tricky and I think it's, it, 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 it's definitely more of a mental battle more than anything just when you when you're not doing well you're like oh okay it's not my day and when you are doing too well or when you are doing well you're like oh I'm, I'm doing too good like what like how do I handle this situation so it's like and, it, and it's and it's always been like that for me I've never been like a like a or a Saya or a Neek where suddenly boom like I'm winning and I'm winning everything it's never been like that for me it's always been kind of one step at a time, like slowly I get comfortable in the quarterfinals, okay, now I'm comfortable in the semifinals, and then it's just been, uh, yeah, just kind of one foot, in, one foot in front of the other for me all the way through my career, so that's just uh, where I am at the moment, like I think semifinals kind of my, my benchmark, and then I, yeah, hopefully I'll raise that to the, to the final and podiums next year. Yeah, that'd be big, obviously, and like that was a big goal for me too when I was younger. <laughs> Like, I would make the quarterfinals at first, then I was in a bunch of semifinals before I made the final, then I was a bunch of mains before I got on the podium, and it's like, you know, sometimes you just got to do it step by step. Yeah. What was for you, what was something that changed, let's say, in the past few years that have, like, I know you said you've gone step by step, but now you've made, let's say, this step forward into the semis. What was the change you made to be able to get to that step? What do you think? Um... Has there been one thing? Yeah, no, I don't think that's what I was going to say. I don't think there's one thing. I think it's just an accumulation of of, uh, of factors. And, they, you know, I always got the saying, like, it takes takes 10 years to make an overnight success. Like, you, you, it's, I think it's just all the stuff accumulated over the years of work and then the things that I've learned, you know, battling in the pack in 2016, 2017, like those things are starting to pay off now and then now that you know i'm stronger physically i think technically i'm the best i've ever been it's all kind of slowly coming together and i think that's what's kind of allowed me to get the results that i have now uh and i think it's just going to be the same thing going forward as well it's not necessarily the one thing like my just my gate starts or jumping or manualing that's gonna that's gonna help me get to that to that next step it's just uh i think holistically being a better better rider and a better athlete in general and obviously heading into next year with the World Cups in Australia, you two must be really excited. I'm so excited. Um, and when you guys ever had a big race there? We haven't had a big race like a big... I know. Yeah. Since, since 2008 was the last World Cup we had in, in Australia. And in '09, the World Championships, that was the last, uh, I guess, major international competition we had in Australia. So we're pumped. Like I'm, I'm so excited to for like all the euros to finally have to do the distance to australia because 
everyone's been like, oh, this is a really expensive trip. It's so far. I'm like, well, we do this all year, every year. Like, come on, guys. You do it at once. You guys deserve but, one. Yeah, you guys deserve yeah, one. Yeah, we do. Des- I think we do deserve one, yeah. So I think, now nah, both Sai and I, and, and I think all Australians are super excited to have the World Cups in, in Australia, and we're definitely looking to make it a good one. I just love the, um, like, especially when you go to Paris or, like, Papandale, when they, like, call out the, like, the locals' name, like, the French guys, just, like, the crowd just goes wild. And, like, I just imagine how much energy they'll get from that. And even I get energy from that, like, just when, like, if, like, Axel's, like, on the gate next to me and the crowd goes wild, I, like, get energy from that. So, like, I just imagine, like, what it'll be like. Um, oh, hopefully. The Australians are, um, like, cheer for us, too. Um, I mean, that's just my imagination. I don't yeah. know. I think that's one of the coolest things. We talked about that just, like, in our intro. How, like, one of the best parts of the World Cups is when you go to somebody's home race, like, the crowd gets behind them. Mm. So I'm sure, yeah, for you guys, it'll be yeah. so cool. Yeah. Oh, it was, like, crazy in Argentina, actually. Every time Molina was yeah. in the final, yeah. stuff like it went wild. Yeah, yeah. definitely. definitely. So cool. Oh, people went wild for Chalo. <laughs> um, um, yeah, go, go ahead, James. James. Go for it. Okay. I was gonna say, well, you guys, like, this season was like had ups and downs. Let's say for both of you. Then, mm-hmm. what was one thing you were most happy about? What's the one thing you're most happy about? Sarah? Um, my most happiest um moment <laughs> um this year. Um, well, happiest and saddest was Worlds actually um coming into Worlds like we had a really really good preparation um we only we were only like an hour and a half away from the track so we were able to ride that a lot and I was definitely really confident on that track as well and on the day even though there was like rain delays and things like um like it was fine and I was confident and I think I was riding really well and um I was just really happy yeah to be there and to you know perform like to be performing the way I was and even though in the final I choked and crashed um I think just the fact that I was like riding fast and I was like confident within myself after all those crashes and all those ups and downs that I had early in the year like I think that was probably my highlight of the season yeah it's pretty big having made one of the final of the world oh it was yeah that's really cool though and like in the future (laughs) in the future honestly you'll be better off because of that experience you'll know how to handle it better and um you'll be better off because of it yeah exactly like being like the last person to be called out um it was just insane and i could just hear all the australians there as well cheering for me and yeah like i said i just got so much energy from that and um i just really really want to feel that again sometime yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I have to say it was, it was a world for me as well. Um, I mean, result wise, it wasn't it wasn't the best result that I had. It was the fifth in the semi, which I've had three of this year, which is quite frustrating. But um, like yeah, same as Saya, like I like I came Paris was the last World Cup that we had before the Worlds, and I just didn't race to the to the level that I wanted to in Paris. And I, I remember driving back from Paris to Holland, where we were based at the time, and. I was actually pretty upset with just the fact that I, I just didn't feel like I put my best foot forward. I, the results in Paris were okay as well, but I, I just didn't feel like I raced to my full capability. I was messing up my start at, at critical moments. I was, you know, I, I wasn't battling to the first corner when I could have been. And, 
and and so yeah so worlds for me was like after paris i just really wanted to turn things around i wanted to put down a solid performance we had some good uh you know i think we had a five-week block in which we were able to write zolder a fair bit so to come into zolder and then just execute that everything that i practiced you know in the weeks leading up to it even though i ended up with fifth in the semi um it's probably the most satisfied i've been all year just just because i knew that i i did everything that i could and i and i you know, just put down my, my best performance on the day. Mm, that's the no best feeling. There's no much more you can ask for at that point. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, have, I have had races uh, where, I've, where I've won or done really well, but, like, kind of gotten lucky or, yeah. you know, no, like, haven't, didn't quite do my best performance. Like, the world, even though it was the fifth in the semi, was, would top, like, you know, a performance like that where I would have gotten a better result but didn't do my best racing if that makes sense yeah, yeah. That's true. i think the best feeling is leaving a race day knowing you did absolutely everything you could um even if you didn't get the result you wanted there's nothing worse than leaving a race day just thinking that you could have done something differently or you made a huge mistake or something like that i hate that feeling exactly exactly yeah. exactly yeah did you uh did you ever do the pull manual there were you one of the pull manual people no i wasn't a pull manual person um i was trying to be a pull manual person because uh i know i don't know if you guys you i'm sure you both watched uh Twan's documentary for, for Zolda, like yeah. those sessions that he was doing at Zolda lead, leading into the Worlds, I, I was there for a lot of those as well. And obviously the pool manual was something that I really wanted to try and, and do because we, we knew it was going to be an advantage. But for me, I just couldn't get it as consistent. I don't know how Twan was so consistent at getting that first jump, but I just couldn't do it. He did it a million, um, he did I, it a million times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, just when I thought I was starting to get it, I pull manual, then try, hop off the manual too early, kind of nose manual the second half to air off to the roller and almost crash. <laughs> this was a couple of weeks before the worst. I was like, okay, that, that's my, that, that's it. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to jump it from now. Sakaki so loop out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't gonna have a, I wasn't gonna have a round two of the, of the world championships. <laughs> that race, that race you had with Joris, I think it was the semi when you were running the outside down the third trail, yeah. and he was pushing you wide. I don't know how you stayed on the track into the last trail. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was kicking myself with that too. Cause Holy I, shit! Yeah, I mean, I was fifth, fifth in the, yeah, fifth in the semi. And for me, like, if I had just gone the inside and the third straight, I would have passed Jason, maybe even Dino into the last corner for a third in the semi. But I just decided to pick the outside, which was completely against my plans if I was in fifth in the semi. Um, and then, yeah, Jarvis kind of come out wide and held me up. And, yeah, that was the end of that. Yeah. So I was feeling... There were so many more of those moments for you that day of, like, just, like, getting caught up in the corner and, like, yeah. sliding out. Yeah, and to, to add to why that World Championships was such a good day of racing is, like, it was a good day of racing. Like, I didn't... I only, only won one lap, but, like, the racing that I did was so tired, like, battling <laughs> for third, fourth, and then I, my quarter, I was in fifth around the... It was a five-man quarter. I was in last out of the first turn, and then passed Sylvan and Dave into the last one for third, and then we battled to the line oh, third, fourth, and fifth. Like, like, just all in all, it's just... Like we raced, and I think like that—that's what made it a good day of racing as well. The world is always the world is always super tough like that. Like the racing is always even so much tighter than a World Cup, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, it, and it's and it's weird. Like people, like us. Yeah, the worlds are always just—it's so strange. Probably just because it's only once a year, but everyone just steps up their game, and then you know people making mistakes that don't normally make mistakes at a World Cup, and it's just. I, I thought it was a great day of racing, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. and like, there's there's not as much separation between people. I like guess 
everyone's pretty close at the World Cup, so you can get a bit more separation between the top people and then um, the kind of next group at the World. It seems like everyone's really close. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. True, exactly. Um, so, step back a little. How did you two get into BMX? start with this because I started first so we're both born on the Gold Coast in, in Australia um, and for me I just loved riding my bike like I had a little 12 inch uh, toy I don't know it was Jello's bike yeah whatever it was um, you know I loved skidding it down the side of the house taking one hand off you know racing my mum you know up and down the street I, I just loved all of that and then just by chance we we ended up driving past Ashmore BMX track, which happened to be near my kindy, uh, kindergarten at the time. Um, and yeah, my parents took me there to ride. Loved it. Bought my first BMX bike. And then I've, yeah, I've been I've been racing since I was uh, well, just before I turned four. So since I was about three and a half years old. Mm. And then I got you into just a young um, buck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing it a while. <laughs> yeah, so Kyle was already into the sport, and then when I was two, I think we moved to Tokyo. You think? And well, no, we? Like, no, we did. <laughs> did that happen? No, or? I meant like when I was two. I think like when I think. Yes. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Yeah, we moved to Tokyo, and Kai continued to his BMX, and I was like taken to the BMX track for. Um, practices and races and I was just playing with like all the other little girls in the dirt like making like dirt balls and like just being useless um <laughs> so then so yeah <laughs> my parents probably saw that and probably wanted to um like force me to do something with my life so they bought me a bike and kind of like pushed me into the sport and um me I definitely didn't like it at first I think my first race, I like crashed three times on the first jump, cried and went home. I was like, nope, never touching my bike again. Not doing it, Mom. Not doing it. It was like quite a while that I didn't touch my bike. Um, well, I don't remember this, but my parents told me that, yeah, I never wanted to go. And one day something happened and I got back onto the bike. And yeah, I've been riding ever since. Was there ever, like, did you guys get to a point when you got older that you decided that this is what you wanted to do, or is it just kind of progression that you're having fun, I just want to keep in the sport and keep doing what I'm doing? Well, I was, like, more in the sport because Kai was in it, and um, Kai was so, like, he loved BMX, and okay. then I just, um, I think I just wanted to copy my brother. Um, so then I was just in That's the sport as well. Yeah. And at some point, I think it was, like, Maybe when I was like 13, 14, I started really loving it and wanting to do better myself and, you know, um, have that motivation to get better and train as well. Yeah. So you guys, I was just going to say, you, so you obviously you started um, as young kids. Like, did you start racing the uh, Australian Nationals and then just kind of progress from there? Yeah, I mean, like it was, we're living in Japan where we, when, or at least when I started taking BMX a little bit more seriously, um, we so we for, when I when we moved to Japan, I was four years old or five years old, um, and we just started racing locally. Um, and then yeah, someone suggested that I should go race on the on the national circuit in Japan, which is obviously tiny. Um, but I ended up winning the national series that year. Then I went to Worlds, you know, five in Paris, made the Worlds uh, Worlds final, got six. Um, <clears throat> And then that was when I was like, okay, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty good at this. Um, 
and started, you know, practicing more and and uh, and all that kind of stuff. And that's where it kind of really, really kicked off for us. So it's more in the ja- Japanese kind of national circuit that we really found, you know, BMX at a, at a high uh, level, more serious level. Um, and then we just continued on that uh, when we moved back to Australia as well. So for people that don't know, what is your guys' background? So for you talking about BMX, yeah, Japanese... Australian, isn't it? Partly British too. Yeah. So dad's from uh, dad's from England. Mum's from Japan. Oh, we're both born in Australia. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was always curious. Okay, so I heard I was like this is probably a while back now, but you guys there was a chance you guys were like getting a ride for GB or Jap- Japan or Australia. Mm-hmm. You guys basically just chose. <clears throat> yeah. That a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was hundred percent a thing. Okay, yeah. that was a thing. All right. Yeah. yeah. We had the option. Yeah, you can ride So why Australia? Well, Kai chose first, um, just before he turned um, junior. I don't know why he chose Australia. You can talk about why he chose yeah, Australia. Because basically, like, while, while you're racing in, in the challenge class, you can race for any country you want. It doesn't matter because you're not competing for country points or anything like that. So we could have changed every year if we wanted to. But... <laughs> But the so the the year the first race we did, did as a junior elite, whoever whatever country we represented then that was what was going to stick. So that was an important decision. Obviously, I had to make it first because I was older. And for me, it was it was you know I thought about a lot of things. Um, Tokyo Olympics wasn't on the cards then because it hadn't been announced. Um, but for me, you know I I lived in Australia. You know I had great Australian friends. Spent a lot of my BMX time in Australia, and 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 I think you know for me, I I saw myself as an Australian, and and for me, I think that's what meant the most. Rather than you know, obviously there was options in Japan, you know, Great Britain. We we did have we did have talks with Grant at the time back then, but um, yeah, that, that that was the bottom line for me. Is that you know who am I? Like I think I'm Australian, and that and that's what I want to represent. Yeah, I always thought it'd be weird. Like, for instance, I'm I'm a dual citizen with um, Finland, but I never really considered riding for them. But you know, like people like Connor, some other people that have dual citizenship, like you guys, I always thought it'd be a bit strange. Like, if you went and rode for um, the country you have a passport with as well, just because you have a passport with them, like it'd be a bit weird just to wear the jersey and everything, you know? Yeah, and then for me, like Tokyo was in the picture, and. There, I suspect that there would have been like some bit more media opportunities for me if I was to represent Japan. But I also wanted to uh, think beyond next year's Tokyo Olympics and, and what's going to happen after. And um, for me, like I said, I felt more Australian and um, I, felt, I felt the most comfortable like wearing the Australian shirt rather than any other shirt. So... Um, and I have an Australian accent, so. <laughs> sure. um, so I think that was, um, yeah, a big deal, a big uh, factor in deciding. There can't be many siblings in sports that ride for, or that participate for different countries. Yeah, I mean that in itself could have been yeah. pretty, that been cool. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would have been pretty funny. Um, yeah. So obviously, you guys both came up through the Australian national program. How's that been? Like since you were kids, like when did you kind of get involved in it? Um, uh, sorry, clear my throat. Um, so we've been, uh, so we've been scholarship holders with, uh, Cycling Australia, Australian Institute of Sport since the end of 2017, I think. So it hasn't actually been 
that long of a time. Um, but it, you know, it, it, it's 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 been it's been good for us. I mean, the, we know that the opportunities are, are quite slim in in BMX in Australia. Uh, there's only us two, uh, Caroline and, and Anthony, that are for BMX racing anyway that are that are part of that program. So uh, we feel very fortunate, obviously, to to be part of it, and uh, feel very grateful for the for the uh, opportunities opportunities that I have. And I think you know personally, obviously, worked really hard. To, to get to where I was to be selected for that program, but uh, you know, I, I really do think that having that support, the and, and the and the feedback in that area has definitely helped me. You know, that's been one of the one percenters that have pushed me to, you know, be the semi-final final rider that I am today. Yeah. Did you guys like growing up? Did you watch like transit videos or ever want to go race in the U.S. or anything like that? Um, we watched transit videos. Actually, Kai watched it a lot, and then I was just. I could see Kai binge watching. Yeah, I could oh, to- oh, totally no, see Kai it. doing Every that. Every road trip he plays them again. <laughs> I loved it. Like, uh, like a race would come on. I'd be able to tell tell say the top three riders from each race. That comes from <laughs> just because I've watched it that many times. I'd be like, hey, watch Bob take out a uh, Bennett around this corner. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I I like yeah. I, I think I enjoyed it towards the end. I was like, oh, Kai's watching Transit again. I want to watch, like, <laughs> cartoons or something. But by the end, um, like, you kind of, those rock musics kind of are catching yeah. in your head. And, um, yeah, I kind of liked it did towards you ever, the end. Who did you look up to the most? Or do you guys have writers that you looked up to when you were younger? Um, in the Transit videos, I loved watching Kim Hayashi. She was like, good, yeah, really good. Style and yeah, and then she actually came to Japan once, and I was just like frothing. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's Kim Hayashi, and um, I thought, yeah, she was really, really cool, and I, yeah, I got to meet her too. So that's cool. Yeah, mine's uh, mine's always been uh, the wild, the I don't know how to say his name properly. Robert. Afro Bob. <laughs> Afro Bob. Afro Bob's been my favorite writer since forever. He, I think, I don't know if it was the same time that Kim came to Japan, but he actually came to Japan and did a clinic as well, a few clinics. And I've been, yeah, I, I just fell in love with him then. And I obviously watched and, and followed his racing, obviously on transit videos and, and everything after that. And, and hence why, you know, I used the number 77 and I was finally able to get it as a, <laughs> as a career number as well, which is, which is awesome. Did you ask him first? Uh, no, I didn't ask him, but <laughs> but I did get an email from him when I did get it. He said, "Yeah, he did you know, good job and covered the number well and all that." Kind of. it, was, it was cool, actually. It was a really very cool moment. Yeah, I felt like he had big elbows when he rode too. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was a he was a big guy in general. Yeah, yeah everyone loved. I, I just love the way he like he. I don't know. I just really loved his cornering. I thought he was really smart around the track. I always like one of the most memorable races that I've seen him do is the Paris Worlds where he unclipped into the, the second corner or around the second corner stuck our foot out clipped back in I, th- I think he must have passed someone in the process done the same thing around the third corner clipped out clipped back in and finished third on the podium I was like wow that was amazing like, <laughs> but he was, he was just the kind of dude that did stuff like that and I thought he was yeah I thought it was sick I had a question for you too why do you do you like racing in Europe better than the US because obviously you two have raced a lot in Europe um, well, I haven't really had much uh, experience riding the US. Um, I think I've done 
a couple. I've done the Grands once. I've done Louisville once, and that's like pretty much. Oh, and I've raced Colorado. Grand Junction, uh, which was definitely yeah. not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that first jump was so big. I heard it was Me ridiculous. as a junior. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought I was going to die. Each time, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, I don't know. Well, at the moment, like, we've done two seasons in Europe. And I just love how each race you turn up to, there's, like, so many countries and they're all there to race. And just, like, the... Just the competition is just so much different to what I'm used to or what I was used to in Australia as well. And, um, yeah, there'll be different girls in the final each weekend and, like, even after each day. Like, it was just so overwhelming for me and really helped me kind of, like, um, get my elbows out and get into the mix, um, which I didn't really have that experience in Australia. So, but I do really want to do a circuit in um, USA though that's one of the, my bucket lists yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah. I see, yeah. it's, it's just like I haven't had any experience it no it's a good series I mean you can race often and all the time and like competition's good I mean that's the series I grew up racing on too and obviously so many people race it it's it's good I mean it's a lot different than the European circuit that's for sure mm. nowadays you go to Europe it seems like all the races are a lot bigger you still get top guys when you go to the US but the, the depth of field is always bigger in, in Europe. And yeah, just the yeah, racing yeah. style, like the racing style and scheduling and everything is quite a bit different. Mm. And, yeah, and you, yeah, I mean, every year around it feels like a World Cup to me, basically. You're obviously missing a few guys from the States. Yeah, and, so true. And, and South America and whatever, but honestly, like it's it's hard. Like your European Cup is, is hard. Yeah. yeah, there's so many guys in so many different countries and they're all, I mean, everyone's good and there's like a hundred dudes. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys stay over in Europe, yeah, like for the past two year, two years, yeah, mm-hmm. for a bunch of months. How did that come about? And like, do you guys really enjoy staying over there now? Yeah, um, we did it for the first time last year. Uh, we we stayed. We went over for Verona, the first European Cup of the year, and we stayed until the Worlds in uh, in Baku last year, which is in June. And this year, we did the same thing. We flew to Verona, but we stayed to the Worlds again, which happened to be at the end of July. So it ended up being a little bit longer this time. Um, but I, I think for us, it's, you know, we obviously, the World Cups, the majority of them are in Europe, so it just makes sense to be in Europe, but outside of that, obviously the European Cups, uh, plenty of racing we can do, in terms, just in terms of racing, but in terms of uh, Olympic Olympic points and all that kind of stuff as well, uh, and, you know, training each week for Saya, you know, chicken ride with Laura, Merrill, and, and, and those girls every week, which is only going to help everyone, uh, and... For me, you know, last year I was able to run a little bit more with the with the Dutch national team. Not so much this year, but uh, you know, I was able to run with Twan and, and Mitch Schopman and and those guys leading into the world as well. So it's just in terms of environment, racing, and and and, and the whole package, it just makes sense for us to be in Europe. You got too fast, and Raymond shut it down. He wouldn't let you join. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond's like, "Fuck it, he's too fast. He can't come now. We gotta make it faster." <laughs> that's probably what happened yeah, yeah yeah I mean yeah, it, yeah and, it, and it happened and it just the way wait it was just the way things worked out and, yeah, yeah especially with the world and with the world being in Zolder as well that's where we wanted to be most of the time anyway yeah uh, whereas the whereas the national team guys happened to ride Papandale most of the time not so much in Zolder so it's just the way it worked out this year but they've, they've always been welcoming and, and, and great while we've been over as well so how is it traveling the world together as siblings? Like training, traveling, all that? Um, it's all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> do you get tired of, do you get tired of him? 
like, <laughs> I mean, like, dude, yeah, you guys have siblings, right? Yeah. I'm an only child. Oh, okay. I got older. I have to deal with the same people on the team all the time, so I get nervous with them too. I got yeah, a, like, I got an older yeah. sister. Yeah. Well, if you were to travel with your older sister, like, twenty four seven, like, there's gonna be some kind of. You know, disagreement here and there, but no, you kind of like resolve it and then you just move on with your day, right? Um, it's just like that, and um, it's definitely an advantage though. Like, if I was to kind of like imagine myself doing all what I did like all this year, like that, those four months in Europe, like by myself, like it'll be quite hard. And like, like training, yeah, it only takes well, it takes about five hours out of your day. But then what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Like, are you going to yeah. just sit alone? <laughs> like, it's quite lonely. It gets quite lonely. So, um, yeah, it's really cool to have um, Kai um, doing the circuit together. Um, and, yeah, it's quite entertaining sometimes. So, um, yeah, it's really, really grateful. And, it's yeah, it's good that we kind of get along as well. Kind of. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how we get along yeah. <laughs> so well. Like, it, it's, like, we do get along pretty damn well like it's 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 pretty crazy yeah you guys have to spend a lot of time with each other but i think that also helps like you said having somebody you're comfortable traveling with when you're in europe for as long as you mm-hmm. are that's huge because it can oftentimes you can get annoyed with somebody and then it just it sucks being there yeah so. makes it just like so much less stress yeah just it's just nice yeah and yeah i think we're just lucky that 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 it's you know that we kind of work well together and and it's pretty interesting too because it's not like we're i mean we we're very similar people, but personality-wise, we're quite different. Like, I'm, I'm very strict, like, on-the-minute kind of person, whereas Saz more laid-back, like, it can get, things can get done whatever they want. Like, so, like, you know, when Saz, you know, being, being not being lazy, but when she's kind of being like that and things aren't getting done, I can, I'm, you know, I'm normally the one that, you know, gives her a kick up the ass and, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and gets, get, gets stuff done, whereas... You know, when I'm being too stressed, like, oh, World Cup this, World Cup that, training this, training that, say it's normally the one that says, hey, you know, chill out, you know, it's just BMX, like, we're having fun here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think we, we balance each other out pretty well, and, uh, yeah, we're lucky that we work pretty well together as a team. This reminded me, okay, I think it was last year, and New Year's, you posted something about, like, doing this many gates, this many sprints, blah, blah, blah. Was, no, that, was that spot on? Or the case? There had to have been some, like, messed up gates, you didn't count that one. <laughs> Yeah, I counted it to the gate, to the squad, yeah. to the spread. Is yeah. it like you wrote, wrote them all yeah, down? Like, yeah, I had like, I had like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like training, I had my yeah, training, training diary, and I had yeah. like, I just had like categories. Because I had like a, it's like a yearly planner thing. I had like a weekly, uh, like a column. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just for each for each week, I just I just kept the tally and I tallied it up. <laughs> and that's just what it ended up being. <laughs> oh uh, man, that is organization. <laughs> well, I just wanted to know, like, how many do we really? Yeah, Saya, Sia, please get him to mellow out a little, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was. I think it was like March. I was like, "What are these tallies for?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's um each gate we do um each week." I'm like, "Really? Oh, what are a you really what, really a really <laughs> what a nerd! What a nerd!" Yeah, no, Kai, listen, listen to your sister, Kai, listen. Yeah, whatever, the, whatever your, whatever the fuck your name is. Listen to your sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Terry. Yeah, Terry. Um, now that we're in Japan, though, okay, we got Tokyo test event this weekend. Well, you guys, have you guys had your sights set in Tokyo for a few years now, or has it just been the last year that you really kind of focused in? For yeah, this? that little tournament next year. 
little tournament that we have coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, sorry. that thing in Tokyo next yeah, year? Yeah, a little tournament. Yeah, a little tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think it, it's been it's been on the radar for a while. Um, I think ever since it's been announced, it's been... But, but I think it's been on the radar for a long time, but our attitude towards it has changed o- over the course of the time. Like, when it first... I can't remember when it was first announced, but we're like, oh, it's in Tokyo. Yay, that's sick. Like, yeah, let's go for it. Whatever. Like, it was like a... <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like a... Yeah, it was like a bit of a dream. Like, oh, it'll be cool if we can do it. And then, you know, over the over the years, and over, especially over the last few years, it's like, okay, this, this can actually be a reality. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it, it's definitely become more and more significant as it's become closer. And, you know, for us, uh, you know, like we said, we, we, we spent six years of our lives in, in Japan growing up, um, in Tokyo as well. And it's where we started taking BMX seriously and all that kind of stuff. It, it's definitely really special for us. We're half Japanese, Japanese last names, all that stuff. So, you know, obviously, you know, Olympics in general is, is huge and significant but i think tokyo olympics for us holds an even more uh i guess kind of meaning and and it's definitely one that we want to make sure that we be at saya yeah um yeah what he said (laughs) (laughs) same same no no, but no no exactly what he said though um yeah like when it first got announced i was like yeah i'm gonna be 21 i'm like uh, what am I going to be like when I'm 21 years old? Like, it was seemed like so far away and now it's like uh, only not even, not even a year away and it's just like crazy how fast everything's like caught up and we actually, it's just, sometimes I like look, like think, like I'm actually like preparing and like qualifying the country and things for the Olympic Games and I could be like an Olympian and sometimes I just like take back and it's quite overwhelming to think like that as well so um, I think it's really important to um, also enjoy the journey to be there and like it's not it's not just like it's not yeah like of course I really, always want to be like I want to be an Olympian but I think it's really important to follow and enjoy the journey and like all these ups and downs I had this year as well and um, if we could just both Kai and I um, just keep supporting each other and um, bring out the best within each other and hopefully it'll take us there. Yeah. What are the goals you guys have in the sport? Other than the Olympics, obviously. What are, the, what are your other goals? I just want to um, spread. I just want to tell more people about BMX and how much I love BMX and I want more people to know about it to be honest yeah, yeah. I think yeah I think that's been a common theme for for both of us like mm. obviously the Olympics is one event that we really want to go to and and you know it's, it's an important event but other than that you know obviously we want to we want to be the best riders possible we want to be world champion I think so do you want to be world champion <laughs> yeah I want to I be, want be world champion, champion. I mean, I mean, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they're, 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 we obviously both want to do really well in bmx but i think yeah we, we both love the sport um you know it, to me it's you know I, I wouldn't know you guys if it wasn't for bmx like it's you know it, so much you know so many friendships and, it, and it's taught me so much about you know discipline and, and everything about life um you know that, that goes outside just sports so i think uh, you know i think it's just a, a great thing and i want more people to know about it just like say i said um, and if we can do that through being, you know, the best riders possible and, and representing ourselves the best that we can, then um, I think I'll be pretty happy when I retire. 
speaking of which, have you guys had any social media training? Because you guys are pretty professional with your posts and whatnot. <laughs> Do you think? I think so. Every time I read Kai's post, it's always like a good story. Very informative. <laughs> it's never just like the one liars like at the track. It's always something informative. Yeah. I don't know. I'd always like change just like perspective on how I want to like perceive myself in social media. Like I always ch- like at the start, I was like, oh, I want to get like all these likes and like I want to just post what. I'm going to get likes for and then, like, I'll end up posting, like, those generic ones that you guys always talk about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll practice today. Practice tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad you guys don't, I'm glad you guys don't post generic ones because it's boring, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, you guys um, always make fun of it, so I'm like, well, obviously I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> I don't know. At the moment, um, I just, whenever I post, I try to think about, what people are going to get out of it. Like, what are people going to read and get out of wasting five seconds of their life, <laughs> like, reading my post? It's just, like, that's, like, my perspective right now. It might change, though. Yeah, make it, in- make it interesting. Like, make people stop and read it. Like, whatever, if you're doing something or something cool happened, like, actually share part of your life instead of just posting something generic. Because people, like, with posting and stuff, people know when it's authentic and when it's not. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm. Um, um, we got. Are so you ready to move on to the quick shots? Yeah, we got a lot, James. So let's let's just pick the good ones. Really? Yeah, we got. Oh, a lot. I'm so flooded. Um, <laughs> do you guys know what quick shots are? Yeah. yeah. How are we gonna know who to answer? Um, I guess we'll just yeah, James. We'll just we'll just say who it's for. We'll just wing it. Okay. All right, Terry, you go first. All right, from Eddie Cannons. Was there any competitiveness when you were growing up? Like to both of you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I meant, yeah, I meant like, was there any competitive to like both of you? I guess you could both answer. Uh, uh, look, it's not gonna be quick shot this this answer, but um, you can make yeah, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got one yeah. of these, James. We got one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... We got a Liam Phillips on our hands here. Yeah. <laughs> um, competitiveness. Uh, it, it's it. it I think it's yes and no. For me, I've always, like when I was younger, I hated how good Saya did because I knew she put in half the work that I put in. Like she'd, I'd be, you know, I'd be training to the dot, like I said. I write a training diary, I stretch at night. That's just the person I've always been. And Saya would just, you know, she'd do a little bit, <laughs> but she wouldn't do much. And she'd get world champion, world champion, world champion. There's a like struggle to get into the semis and whatever. And then, you know, three or three years into on the World Cup circuit, that was for me, 2016, so comes and does the very first World Cup in Rock Hill podiums. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what, what, what? Like, so there's like, there's that side for me. But, you know, the, the more that, yeah, but like once I first got over that initial shock of like, oh my God, like she's, she's doing everything that I've ever, always wanted to do. Um, you know, I turned that into motivation. Like, uh, you know, for me, like she, she proved that we can go and achieve these things and, you know, that I'm not, I can be more than just a quarterfinal, eighth final guy. And it was actually the year after that, that I made my first World Cup main. I won the national championships. I won the Oceania championships. Like that, I think, you know, say just kind of stepping in there and, and, and just doing it really proved to me that, you know, I, I can do this stuff as well. So, <clears throat> yes, there was <clears throat> competitiveness at the start, but 
uh, for me now, it's just I think I think we motivate each other more than anything. That was a that was a hell of a quick shot. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry guys. No, we will start the quick shots now. <laughs> All right, go for All it. All right, next one from uh, Mitchell Shotman. Say, uh, what's your favorite Dutch food? Strip waffle. Oh, that's a good one. All right, yeah. from JJH48. Kai, what's your favorite track to race? Uh, favorite track? I'm going to have to say Pop and Bell. Good choice. Yeah, good that's choice. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. That was after a quick shot answer. That was good, right? Yeah. Fantastic. Under three seconds. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, from Bastian Utsel. Say, so, uh, what do you want to do after your BMX career? <sighs> this is not a quick shot. Um,. Okay. Ast- astronaut. <laughs> quick, shot, quick, quick shot answer. I don't know. Um, there's lots of things that I'm thinking about, and um, I literally change like week to week. I'm like, yes, I want to be a physio, and then like the next week, I'm like, no, I don't want to be a physio anymore. Like it's just like always changing. Um, uh, where are we here? Oh, from Max Ganakovsky. How much can both of you power clean? So this is obviously to both of you. <laughs> Together. Yeah, together on the bar. One of you have a seven bar. One, one long-ass bar. Crossfit style. <laughs> uh, I did, before the Worlds, I posted a video of me doing a, uh, doing a clean. At one, that was 130 kilo. I've never tried any height heavier than that. You never go heavier, do you? You always go for speed. Or yeah. Or like a pace or a tempo. Yeah, I mean, my, my, uh, to me, I like to focus on technique over the weight obviously and my technique's never been really spot on so I've never really lifted that much but I was pretty pleased with the 130 that I did pre-worlds um, but I've, yeah I've never tried anything more than pretty that pretty pleased you were fired up oh yeah I was very pleased yeah. um, mine is 75 ATM how much you squat uh, I squat to parallel I can do about 200 for 3 how much yeah. what gear are you pushing <laughs> we can move on. Okay, hey, come on, guys. <laughs> All right, this one's from uh, Torque. She says, "Why do people call Kai Muppet?" <laughs> <laughs> Who calls me Muppet? I guess it must be all the must be Spencer Cole and that. People are just talking um, shit online, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, why do they call me Muppet? Uh, Did you say Muppet? Yeah, I just there was a period of time where I was just calling people Muppets all the time, and that time happened to be when I was in Florida last year, staying at Spencer Cole's house, and it obviously caught on, and everyone calls me Muppet now. Don't think that this is going to change to Kaki Luba. <laughs> <laughs> all right, at Coffee Chatter fan page, who's the funny one and who's the good one in school? Hey, by the way, who is Coffee Chatter fan page? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Are you sure it's not you? Positive. It's probably it's probably not Tori. Positive. Yeah. Um. Funny one and what one? What who's the funny one, one and who's the good one in school? One. Yeah, I give it to Say and then I give yes. Kai the good one in school because yeah. he's Mr. Nerd, as you said. Yeah, he was school captain in his last his his senior year. Yeah, I was definitely better at school than yeah. Say. No. But yeah. You know, yeah. But I yeah, think I'm fu- I think I'm funny as well. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Alright, uh, from Sebas 404. Say, uh, does the pressure of having a Red Bull, a big sponsor like Red Bull, affect your approach to racing? That's a good question. No. No. Uh, Kyle, uh, no. Where are we? Oh, at HPW. Could Kai beat Saya around a supercross track wearing flats and Saya's wearing clips? Kai, just to you. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 
Should we do the next battle? <laughs> oh, how much oh. are we putting on it? Yeah, you guys got to decide. Laura and Sylvan did a hundred bucks. I lost they twenty. Did. I lost twenty euros to Sylvan. I was. I bet on Laura, and I was so confident. I was even talking shit to Sylvan. <laughs> I was even talking shit to Sylvan. I was like, it's not even gonna be close. She's gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually thought the same thing, but yeah. like I, I, I like before they went up the hill, Sylvan was like, "Yeah, I got this," and Laura was like, "Oh, if I if I don't win, then it's not good for the girls." In the sport. <laughs> oh, I, was like, no. I was like, "You know what, Sylvan's got this." <laughs> Just, just, just from his confidence, like lining up on the game. Oh, I bet, I bet, I bet he was fired up. Yeah, I think, yeah, she was definitely. Yeah. All right, uh, next one from Kyle Grass, nine twenty. Say, who's your all-time favorite BMX? pro and why mm, last time i was thinking about this when i was sorry this is not a quick shot no okay quick shot <laughs> sarah walker actually um i said kim hayashi before but that was because we we're talking about transit um sarah because of um she's she's came to japan a couple of times as well and um i just loved like even when i was like young like she kind of like noticed me as a rider and she like kind of like commented on my riding a few times and like me as like a girl who I don't know saw Sarah as like such a pro and like it was just felt so cool to have like oh this is not freaking oh sorry this is a good <laughs> show, isn't it sorry Sarah Walker okay let's make this shot Sarah yeah. Walker because um I just loved her riding and I loved her uh, personality on and off the track that's there cool she's she's a really she's a really nice person yeah she's very great and I get to, and I'm kind of like friends with her now so kind of, of, yeah <laughs> I, I got to go to her wedding like last year so, so no, no big friends. deal no big kind deal yeah <laughs> all right at Rob Slatter what's one habit you hate about each other uh, um you go first me yeah okay go do you have one I, I would know what yours is for me probably you want to know? No, I, I think yours for me mm. is that I chew really loud. Yes. Are you a loud chewer? Yeah, I'm a loud. You're a loud chewer. Chewer. Those people you're gonna love hear chewing, especially when I got my headphones on. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I've got my Bose headphones on, so because not to interrupt other people in the house. Yeah. And I just I can't hear myself chewing, and I'm so loud. That's videoed me before. Disgusting. It's disgusting. Like, how do you make that? so much noise? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, have it for sale. Um, There's nothing up there. <sighs> I don't even know. Pretty good. <laughs> I'll, 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 pretty good I'll, yeah, I'll answer it later if I think of one. But All I can't, right. yeah. All right, from Jake's Ferns, Kaios, I'll say this one to you. What's the most amount of salmon nigiri you've eaten in one sitting? <laughs> oh, I bet he's eaten a ton. He's a horse. Oh. Way less than Jake. Have you seen Jake eat before? <laughs> Jake's, a, Jake's a savage. Jake yeah. is a savage. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, a lot. A lot, but less than Jake. Um, at Jai Ferner 77 why didn't you guys ride uh, New South Wales state titles? <laughs> um, well, we originally weren't supposed to be in Sydney. Yeah, we weren't. We actually weren't going to yeah. be home for that time because it, it, yeah. it was the weekend just been. So we weren't going to be home. We were planning to go from Argentina straight to Tokyo, so we didn't enter. Registrations closed in August or something. But even if we were home, like which we were, um, like flying in Thursday morning and then racing 
Saturday, Sunday, and they're flying out again Monday night to do a test event, I think would have been a bit too much. Try give them a break. They were home for three days. <laughs> Goddamn. Like a tough People cr- need a breakdown again, right? Tough crowd out there. Seriously. All right, next one. I think that's supposed to be from Brown underscore four five four. Uh, Kai, will you bring back the flappy arms? They never left. Yeah, yeah. when did they leave? <laughs> when when about? did he stop flapping people? Yeah, it's not a thing. Yeah, no, I still flap. But to be fair, I did flap a lot more when I was younger. Like when I like through the junior ranks, like when I was 17, 18, even first year elite. Like I just had no core. And like, and I just pedaled as hard as I can. Like, I just pedaled as hard as I could, and then it just showed in the arms. Like I just used to flap so hard. I swear you beside them, and sometimes I feel like they're in your face. And like, how are your elbows up that high? Well, that's what, what I was talking to David because I don't know if you saw the video David uh, Graf posted the other day of us colliding at oh, that together. Was yeah, coming together at the bottom of the hill at, in Argentina. But he was saying that he gets a false sense of how much room he has next to me because one one moment my elbows are up. And then one moment they're down. So he, he gets a false sense of how much room he has. He hates it when he gets next to me. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's not the only person that hates getting next to me. From Matsushita38, Kai, how often do you get a haircut? How, uh, once a month, on average. Yeah, standard. Standard. Standard, yeah. All right. Um, from Ben Holmond. So, yeah, this is a double shot. So, first part of it is, would you rather race Bathurst or Shepparton? And do you think one of the weekends should be at Sleeman? Um, Bathurst? Yes. From at Simona Christensen 210. <laughs> What's your guy's biggest fight you've ever had? Biggest fight? There's nothing like a good sibling fight. <laughs> what? This kind of ties into the next one from at Krillian 164. Big Q. How often do you argue? We don't fight that much. That's the thing. We have like no sibling we, brawls. We get no. We get like it's it's just the usual like small stuff. Like I get frustrated at her for being like um, I don't know. Like just for being like for for example, like we we both do our fair share in in terms of uh, the stuff off the bike. So say I does the video editing and stuff after to do our race recaps. Myself, I do the uh, the emails and um, the race reports and all. That kind of stuff to kind of make the the Sakaki bar package that we that we send out um, post racing. Um, the Sakaki loop out package. Um, I don't know. Like I get frustrated when say it lazes around and watches Netflix instead of doing that, and we'll you know and we'll argue. But like I, I, that's like honestly the worst thing I can think of in the last. That's pretty normal. That's normal stuff. Yeah, I can't I can't think of a I can't think of a big fight. Sorry, Simone. At- Tori gets pissed off me when I miss like type make a typo on here, so yeah, that's pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> At Brad Game Thirty Five, what's your favorite place you've traveled to for BMX? Uh, it's just for Brad. I'm gonna say Scarborough, Western Australia, because that's where he's from. <laughs> but um, I, I I just love going to new places um, in general. So I, I can't I can't pick one place. So. I love going to a new place, experiencing the culture, and then and then doing BMX, which I love doing wherever I am. So, my yeah. highlight would be South Africa. Oh, South Africa! <laughs> South Africa. Yeah, we got yeah. to go like a safari and like like drive, like we like you get to like drive around the park, and then you get to see like the elephants like really close, and 
animals really close as well and nice. piss them off. That'd be fun. Yeah. I saw your fun. I saw your dad in the hospital there. <laughs> my dad? Yeah, for the Worlds, I was in the hospital. I ruptured my spleen yeah. and your dad was in there with Team Japan. Yeah, yeah, you met a lot of friends in that hospital that year. Yeah, I was probably one of them. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to be a nice person to throw this one in there for Jeremy Kielsen. She says, Sarah, what's your favorite pair of socks? <laughs> what? Um, uh, um, oh. <laughs> I, I used you have a to, lot of socks? I used to have um, socks with like avocados on them. And now I don't know where they are, actually. Have you seen that shirt that's like half an avocado and the other half, and it says, that's avocado? Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that, no, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. James, that should be your Tinder profile picture. <laughs> um, Hayden Jansen, Kai, what are your thoughts on the changes made to the Bathurst BMX for the World Cups? Um, I've seen videos. Uh, I'm... To be honest, I'm, ba- I'm basing my opinion on what was there before, and I love that second straight. They had the burn jump kind of halfway through the second straight, which I've never seen anywhere. I think uh, maybe, well, I haven't anywhere. I haven't seen anywhere uh, on, on any other BMX track, especially not a supercross track. Uh, so I thought it was awesome. So I'm really, I'm really gutted to see that go. But the video that I saw of the new second straight it looks nice and wide open. It looks fast. Um, it looks big. So I think I think it'll still be good. It's got a janky hill though, doesn't it? It does have a janky hill. Both of our hills, uh, Shepparton and Bathurst, are both janky. So be Why? prepared. Why? Uh... <laughs> Bathurst is just a big hill. Yeah. It's just just a big hill. Yeah. Are you guys going to be able to train on them beforehand? Because I heard that they're both out like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, Bathurst is about three hours away from our place, so we'll definitely be riding a fair bit at Bathurst as much as we can. Shepparton is a little bit further. It's about an eight. Eight hour drive, so we're planning to do a few trips down there before before you foreigners come and cheaters. start running the track. Cheaters. I'm gonna go there and cheat with them. Fuck it. I'm gonna just join the party. What? No, <laughs> it's, it's the first time we get to cheat. It's the first time in eight years. Ten years. We never get to cheat. We, get to cheat. we never get to cheat. Just explain that they're at Zolder the whole time before Worlds. You guys cheated. You guys cheated the last two years of Palpino Zolder, James. We never get to cheat. Hey, we don't cheat enough. We need to start doing that too. No, it's crap. <laughs> a real question do they have a pro gate yeah they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they gotta they know do, it's, they do J- it's an app pro gate europe get yours today yeah get yours today sponsor the show so they gotta get a pro gate well, yeah. <laughs> well that's all we had today guys thanks a lot for coming on that's all you have that's, that's all, all we have. have is there something else you want to talk about um do you have a question for us i do have a question for you guys actually i was thinking this okay because uh I was always wondering when you guys are going to call us up to be on the show. So I was like, oh, what am I going to say? He knew it was coming, Terry. He knew it was coming. I was like, oh, what am I going to ask them? So my question to you guys is, because for me, like I I see everyone at the BMX track and doing BMX and all that kind of stuff. I don't know anything or bear, I don't know, I don't know a whole lot of people that have things planned post BMX. So I want to know Tori and, and James. If there's anything, if you're studying or if you're if you're looking at getting work after after BMX, what you guys have planned for after the sport? Um, well, I've been going to school part time, like kind of off and on throughout the years. Um, so I'm going to get a degree in or a diploma in sports science this fall. Um, then I can finish the degree in kinesiology if I like. But to be honest, I'm not really sure what I want to do after BMX. I, I actually don't know. Um, I can do something in that field, but. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I've thought about being a firefighter as well. Like my dad was one, and that's a job. It's a job that I thought I'd probably really like. So that's something I'd like to do as well. But um, I think like in the future when I retire, I'd like to stay in the sport for a while and at least like do coaching or that kind of stuff for a bit, and then maybe transfer out. But to be honest, I'm not really sure either. Hmm. I would be a full-time podcaster once it starts blowing up <laughs> big time and we get all the money. Yeah. No, I, honestly, I haven't either. Really, I haven't really thought of much. Yeah, so. it's it's it, it's hard. Like I think about it a lot as well, but it's 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 scary to think. For me, anyway, like it's scary to think of life when I'm not racing BMX. Cause I don't know. It's like it's like unknown territory for me. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, real world. it's weird. Yeah, huh? yeah, definitely. Um, I just try to stay in the sport as long as possible, so I don't have to think. About it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure the majority of people don't know, but I was just wondering. I was just curious. Yeah, I feel like the majority of people, like in BMX, some might have degrees and stuff, or some might have gone to school. But the vast majority of people, I feel like, probably don't know. Mm. I don't know. Like even in, even if you look at people when they come out of high school or they're in university, they're just studying. But a lot of them don't really know or switch majors or switch career paths. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. You never know. Like. It's it's good. We're we're pretty lucky in what we get to do. All of us, I mean, like in BMX in general, where we meet so many people around the world and like different sponsors and that kind of stuff. Like we have a good network of people that who knows what opportunity might present itself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I I really like what uh just off the back of that, what uh Anthony's doing at the moment. Dino, like uh like he, I've had a, you know chance to chat with him a fair bit over the last few months. You know because uh, we're both on the Australian team together and you know he's, he's been sharing a little bit about what he what he does but I, I think it's great what he what he's doing with his cafe and and for him like he's seeing BMX and the traveling and all he's doing as an opportunity to see the world to, to learn about how other cultures you know do what they do and for him you know he's looking at restaurants and cafes because that's what he's you know that's what he's doing and that's what he's got a business in um, so there's definitely things that we could be doing now while racing and while traveling it's a it's something that not a lot of people get to do which like you said you know can definitely translate to what what we do post bmx yeah and what anthony's done is is honestly really impressive i got a lot of respect for people that start their own businesses and stuff and i think that's something that i would like to do like start my own business i think in the future i just i don't know what in to be honest but um yeah i think it's awesome what he's doing or what liam did with his is it's really cool yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah you need some money to invest it's make some good money in the sport and then you can invest in days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks to ProGate Europe, James, bringing our guests on the show. Yeah, the best guest, best gate in BMX. Get yeah. yours today. You guys snapped the shit out of that ProGate Europe today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for having us, guys. It was great. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye.